Welcome to BitCast on Podcast One, the video game podcast with the Axeman. Welcome back to the show. This time I'm joined by my dad. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> I decided to do, well, it's, it's kind of a weird late Father's Day type thing where it's recorded on Father's Day, yeah. but... <laughs> the show doesn't really air on Father's Day, so it's going to be late no matter what I do. So, oh. and uh, if you hear us talking to a dog, the dog has entered the room too. I think he wants to be on the podcast. Of course he does. He has important things to add. So, anyway, uh, I've always credited you with getting me into video games because you played video games in front of my feeble toddler brain yeah you were like a little bitty baby and i was back playing uh mario brothers and uh some of the early zelda stuff and uh you enjoyed watching it so it kept you entertained you're the reason i'm like this <laughs> okay i'll take i'll take credit for that rather than blame <laughs> but despite that i was kind of like, between you and me and Anthony, I was kind of the last one to start, like, actually playing video games. Yeah, you like to watch us play them, and you would analyze the characters and the stories and all, but you preferred to watch them rather than play them at first. And then you realized you didn't have to wait for one of us to play. You could just do it on your own. I don't know what exactly happened. It was around, like junior high or high school or something i started actually i think it's because i got a ds and i was able to play on my own more often yeah i always wanted one of those myself but i never got one um but then when i borrowed one i'd like never played on it so i guess it was kind of pointless but i really envied those uh little handhelds yeah, that was is kind of an overlap. Is that you kind of stopped playing games around the time I started playing games? Yeah, yeah, and it always seems odd that I stopped because I don't know. I just lost the concentration, maybe just getting old. But I still enjoy them. I I enjoy. I think we've traded places. I kind of like to watch you play them <laughs> sometimes, and. Uh, I I just kind of, I don't know, I kind of outgrew them. I don't think that's the right term, because I don't think you can outgrow something so fun. But uh, I just, I don't know, I lost the drive to keep playing them. I do remember a couple weeks ago, I actually, I showed you the prologue cutscenes of Xenoblade Chronicles. Right, right. It's really great graphics. And it looked fascinating. Yeah, game, well, the whole series, really, because it's the first in the series, it's just a remake of it, is, like, it really has its own style, almost to its detriment, because it gets a little hard to understand sometimes, but once yeah. once it clicks, you kind of, you learn how to play the game. Well, yeah, there's, I guess there's a learning curve with every game when you start it, even if it is a remake of a of a already existing game they've got to get you back in and that's that's always the fun time when you uh don't know what's going on like the beginning of that uh zelda game uh 
with Twilight Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess, yeah. Um, the first time we played that, the beginning of it was utterly confusing. Running around in the dark, had no idea where you were, what was going on, relationship between locations and all. And then going back and playing it again, it all made sense. So maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but the first time I play a game, I am utterly confused the entire time. Oh yeah, I mean, you've never played it before. Yeah, yeah, but still... Uh, it does remind me of that one time I played Super Mario 3D World when I got it for Christmas and I beat the entire main storyline in a single night. I can't do that. I, I'd... I, I, I almost <laughs> never do that. That was like a one-time thing. Yeah, but nowadays you'll buy a game and you'll come into the living room after a couple of days and say, yeah, I'm about done with this. I'm like, you just got it. I haven't been doing that lately. Lately, it's like... Well, now you work so much, it's it's hard to get the time to play. I think maybe that's part of what messed with me was... I didn't have the time to play as much as I wanted to. Yeah, now I'm, I'm in between like three RPGs now. <laughs> I know some people that would uh, freak out to hear you're playing three games at the same time. Because they can only focus on one at a time. Sorry if I get if I'm getting quiet. It's because I'm petting the dog. His name is Frodo. <laughs> well, I say I'm playing three RPGs at once, but they all require the same TV, so I can really only play like one of them at once. I have to decide: okay, is it the Switch or is it the PS4 today? Yeah, yeah. But what do I? What am I in the mood for right now? But technically, I'm playing two games at once because lately, for my 3DS, I've picked that back up and I've been playing. One of the Kirby games, whenever I have some spare time. Because it's, it's a good, quick game. Yeah, yeah. You've always had an interest in Kirby. I don't know, I've never really found him that fascinating myself. I only really got into Kirby in high school when I found out there was a surprising amount of creativity and, like, lore in those games. I guess so. I mean, I... My biggest things, of course, are the Zelda and the Mario games. And they're, those are the ones I enjoy the most. And that's why they're the ones I enjoy the most, because they're the ones you passed on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the art in a lot of them. I like the characters and the concepts. It's just those two are the ones I played the most. And I honestly, I played those because those were the first ones that my brother and I first got interested in uh, Mario's in the arcade machines and Zelda uh, I think we bought the first one way back because the commercial the original commercial was so weird um, we decided to that buy wasn't it. the one where they were like like doing like some guy in a letterman jacket was doing a weird rap was it no no it was well I remember that one and it was so weird. I have to show you the Japanese commercial sometime because it's even weirder. But there was a guy dressed all in black, and he was saying the names of the villains or the monsters. Like a, a roll voice. call, kind of like. Or, Is or, Tech Tight here? No, no. It's like. Is A A Ron here? It's like Tech 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 Tights. Um, and he was just he was bizarre. And it's we actually like, tech tight. Wow. Okay, let's let's give it a try and see. And it was absolutely nothing like the commercials. Um, but uh, and if not for that commercial, I yeah. wouldn't have this game in front of you right now. Oh gosh, Breath of the Wild. 
Um, see, that's one I never played. No. But uh, my mother even got, your grandmother got interested and played uh, the original Link game uh, over and over. She loved it. Hmm. She actually started getting into a lot of video games when she got older. And, yeah. I can't believe Grandma was a gamer girl. She was. She was. And she would go rent games. They would hold games for her. And this little old lady in white hair, uh, they would hold uh, video games for her. And she got a big kick out of them. And she and I even traded some games back and forth sometimes. When she passed, she gave me all of her games. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And golly, that was ages ago. I remember one of the first few games that I ever saw was you playing Castlevania 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Which apparently isn't like most of the other Castlevanias. Wait a minute. What system was that? That was the old Nintendo. Okay. Well, the original Castlevania games were all side-scrollers. Yeah. And they, they were fun, but... That one, I don't know which one it was that had the Frankenstein running after. Oh, that was sixty-four. That one was creepy. Okay, I I did an episode about Castlevania once with my friend who is also named Alex, Mm -hmm. and I told her I have a very spotty track record with Castlevania. There's Castlevania two. There's Castlevania sixty-four. I watched someone play Castlevania Rondo of Blood, and you rented Castlevania Symphony of the Night once, which has a very infamous opening cutscene that we were exposed to, but we didn't really know the significance of it at the time. I think I remember that. I actually have the amiibo of him, Richter, here. Yeah. He just comes up to Dracula and says, Die, monster! You don't belong in this world! And Dracula has this really cheesy voice acting. Yeah, always such great acting. Good heavens, you've got a million amiibos. <laughs> I hadn't even noticed. Yeah, I, I... Well, I mean, I think they're cool. <laughs> um, but, holy cow, I didn't realize you had so many. Oh, well. Yeah, they're, they, they get all dusty, too. I need, like, a proper container for them. Like a case, a transparent case you can put them in. Yeah. That would be cool. Okay. Uh, you also played Chrono Trigger a lot. Oh, yeah. I like, like that one a lot. Like The last time I did a free talk episode was with Anthony. We kind of kind of went over some of like the more niche RPGs that are kind of unique to our childhood. Like, Well, Chrono Trigger's not exactly that. It's pretty popular, but... Yeah, but it was... It was different, and I remember one of the big things about it when it came out was that it had uh, so many potential endings, oh, yeah, resolutions. That's still kind of unique. Yeah, yeah. At the time, it was it was a special thing, and I tried to find those different endings. I don't think I ever found all of them, but um, well, now there are compilations on YouTube. Yeah, figures. But it was it was a cool game, and it was fun. Plus, it had some really fun characters. Yeah, and dare I say the art was cute but at the same time it was effective Chrono Trigger is like one of those games where like almost everything went right like Uh, you don't really get that right right and that 
that of course makes it even more fun. I mean, there are some low points, but it's generally like like the worst Chrono Trigger moment isn't even that bad because it's over before you know it because it's a really fast game. What moment is that? Well, I mean, I mean is there one in particular? Well, it's it's more like a, like a hypothetical, but I mean, I guess I don't really like the first visit into prehistory when you have to go get your time device back from the dinosaurs. I, oh, yeah. I, I I don't really like climbing the mountain to get the Masamune. I don't... Yeah. Like, a lot of early stuff. Basically, everything from the fight with Magus afterward is just like... Well, okay, no, I don't like the chained mountain, because I think, I think that was actually <laughs> bad level design, because it's just, like, there's no atmosphere, it's just windy sounds, no music... Yeah. Like, you can hardly see anything, and it's a bunch of scripted battles. Like, they force you to fight a monster because you walked enough steps towards a goal, <laughs> when usually you could avoid monsters if you want. Yeah, but you need to grind those points so those monsters help. Well, you don't really need to grind in the game because it's actually kind of an easy RPG. Well, I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. And... That and the sequel, uh, the... Chrono Cross. Chrono Cross, yeah. Um, they're so very different, but you can tell that they're from the same uh, same area with the huge amount of characters available to play. And uh, they even make reference to the original and they have like a picture of a Robo at one time or some of the broken robots and they reference uh luca oh yeah she's a backstory character yeah, yeah. um i like the original for uh better because it was simpler the second one there's so much extraneous knowledge and information that very artsy game let's say yeah yeah okay frodo's moving over where he can be noticed better oh. hi frodo I think he was interrupting the Chrono Trigger episode because he was barking in the background and it was actually picked up on the mic. <laughs> well, he has a mighty bark. In case you're wondering, he's mainly Shih Tzu with some uh, Chihuahua and Pomeranian, so he's a small dog. But he's bossy, and he rules the neighborhood. I'm sure all small dog owners would be able to relate. Uh, another game that's kind of more unique to us is like soul blazer that trilogy oh yeah and uh what was it gaia yeah illusion of gaia yeah and soul blazer i really like those illusion of gaia for some reason always makes me i played it a lot during easter and it always makes me think of easter but soul blazer oh gosh that one was that was a bunch of fun oh yeah i i i, I have that too where i have a lot of games where it just feels like Oh, this would be a good season to play it, and then I then I end up not playing it. But uh, that's actually why I'm playing that Kirby game right now because it reminds me of the summer. Mm, yeah. And then I then I got my summer hours at work, so it feels a lot less like summer. But... <laughs> yeah. Once you start working a job that doesn't take three months off every year, it it kind of ruins all of your childhood associations. So, um, but. What was it? Uh, Soul Blazer. That was the one that had the music you hated. Oh. 
I knew you were going to go there. Anthony and I always, we knew, it's the only reason we did it was because we'd get a rise out of you, that uh, mechanical music, da, 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 I don't da, think da, I, da, 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 da. I don't even know why that bothered me so much in hindsight. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's like I've heard it since then and it's just like, yep, it's music. There's, you know, there's nothing hateful about it or anything, but it was, uh, it was just Anthony and I being jerks. Um, making, making you react. So but, that's where I get it. Yeah, you think? <laughs> but it was fun. Those two games, especially. Now, there wasn't there a third one? There was a third one that was only ever released in Japan and Europe. That sucks. It was called Terranigma, and stylistically it was very different. A lot, a lot heavier. Like, it's still a bit quirky, but... Yeah. I, now that you say the name of it, I remember. I think you're the one who told me about it and everything. But if it's not like the first two, then it's not worth it. But. Well, it, it's kind of like it, it's kind of weird because like playing it, fe- like from what I remember seeing, it, it kind of plays similarly to the first two, but kind of evolved a bit. See, that's it's. I mean, that's that's what a sequel should do, isn't it? Also, it's part of the old SNES. Yeah, it, um, it was on the SNES. Those those games have a special charm, I think, and they didn't they weren't as advanced and incredibly realistic as today's. The artwork wasn't so detailed and amazing. They weren't as beautiful as the games are today, but they were special, and that's that's what I liked about them too. It's kind of interesting that. We never really got into the Final Fantasy games. Yeah, and... Well, didn't they start out as Sony? No, no, they they moved on to Sony. Okay. But... Well, we were so Nintendo-centered for so long. Well, yeah, but Final Fantasy 4 and 6, which were localized as 2 and 3, they came out on the Super Nintendo, and they're, like, classics with the rest of them, but we kind of missed those classics... Because yeah. I, I, I have a strong feeling that if we did play either of those games as children, they'd be like some of the ones that stuck with us to this day. Oh, I have no doubt. I mean, at the time, we kind of thought they were more violent and adultish than Mario. You know, Mario's a safe game for kids, while at the same time being entertaining for adults. Um, we thought that the that those games were... A little uh, heavy for little kids. And you say then, that, but Chrono Trigger is pretty heavy when it wants to be. Then there's Valkyrie Profile. That was when that started. It wasn't the first one wasn't that heavy. It's it's the idea we thought that they had a lot more uh, graphic, you know, like blood and gore and <laughs> yeah. language, and blood stuff. and gore and swear words on the little. Like that just shows that. You didn't know about, like, no, localization we, standards of the time. We, we really didn't, and it was a very uninformed decision. Um, but, you know, you can go back now, and you've got every system imaginable, so you can go back and uh, play them on your own, figure them out, and, you know, maybe you should do more episodes as retrospectives of old games that you're only just playing. I I I know that the uh, the ones the what were we talking 
what series? Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Um, I think I played the very, very first one, but never got into it. And uh, I think it, it's a hugely successful thing. Plus, you've never gotten into the computer-type games. the PC games? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if uh, there's one. I think it's... Uh, I can't remember what system for. I know it's not Nintendo, but it's the war game with the sergeant and... Sergeant. Master Sergeant is the Master one. Chief. You're talking about Master Halo. Chief. Halo, yeah. Yeah, that's that's Xbox stuff. Yeah, you never got into that. Well, we we also only ever had an Xbox 360, and then we gave it back to Anthony. Yeah, you need an Xbox. I, I don't think I do. Well, I mean, you don't have one, and you can play a wider variety of games with that. Well, I mean, that's why I got the PlayStation 4, so I could play more than just whatever's on Nintendo. Well, yeah, yeah, you're fully equipped with Nintendo and uh, Sony and all, but you need to... I'm one of the 20 people in the world who got a PlayStation Vita. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I never hear about that anymore. I wonder. Well, didn't uh, uh, Nintendo also have the Dolphin at one time? That was the development code name for the GameCube. Oh, it was? Oh, you didn't know that? I thought it was a separate system that came out and bombed tragically immediately. Technically, the GameCube is one of their most underperforming in sales. But there's some really good games on GameCube. I know. That Donkey Kong 64. That was on Nintendo 64. No, no, that's not what I meant. Uh, You were talking GameCube. Yeah, GameCube. Uh... Donkey Kong Jungle Beat was on GameCube. It had bongo yeah. controllers. Yeah, which, uh, I see your bongos right there. Huh? Um, oh, there was a bunch of good games for the Cube. Oh yeah, like Paper Mario 2, my yeah. favorite game ever. Paper Dead Guy. <laughs> um, but there, there were some really good games for the Cube. Um, but I don't... I, I, You know what bugs me is when they come up with a new system... They don't upgrade every single game for the new system. So... What do you mean? They make new games for the... Yeah, yeah, they've got the new games, but it's like the original uh, Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Okay. Why can't you play that on your newest uh, Nintendo console? They They should upgrade all the games. Granted, it would cost them a fortune to do. So that's probably why they don't do it then. Yeah, and everybody hangs on to their game units forever. Well, they do have, like, re-releases, and, like, for a while Nintendo had, like, a digital store to kind of let you buy classics for, like, a reduced price. And But they, you had to have the old system to play them. Well, no. Like, like, on my Wii U, I could play Game Boy games, like, right there on the Wii U. No Game Boy required. Oh, okay. See, that's what I was hoping. See, I'm so ignorant when it comes to these things, and by ignorant, I mean lacking in knowledge. That's what it means. Um, uh, but there's so much. There, this is such a unique world, and unless you uh, unless you contribute to it regularly, you're left behind. And I'm so far behind on all the video game stuff. And I used to be pretty up to date and active in it. But kind of how I feel about like superhero comics is like yeah, I'm used, not going to know any of these people. I used to collect comic books and when I look at them now I'm like no I have no idea who are you. You say you're Spider-Man but I've got no idea. 
But, I mean, it's only logical that the characters age with the times. Okay, yeah. But it's so different than what it used to be. Maybe that's why I like books more. They always stay the same. Mm. Your mom freaks out that I read books, the same books, over and over again. I have read things that I've read once before, so I, like, I can't really say too much about that. Yeah, well, I liken it to watching a movie you like again. Yeah. Or what, playing a video game you enjoyed again. It's just, you like it, so why not? Okay. You've got a bunch of straws here. Uh, is that enough? Are you? You sound like you're running out of stuff to say. I'm. I'm trying to wonder. Is like, is there anything else that's like really that we want to go over? I, when you call it free talk, I guess that kind of. Yeah, that kind of. It's like, uh oh, what do we do now? Yeah. <laughs> but granted, we always have something to talk about, and putting a mic in front of us. This is the way we talk. Okay. <laughs> I show how dumb I am, and Alex explains everything to me. Long, long, long time ago, it was the opposite, but now he's outgrown me. So. Well, it's it's all it's mostly with video games. Like every everything else in life, I'm still kind of uh, I'm kind of a kind of a savant with like video game news, and even then, it's mostly Nintendo and music. Well, soundtracks, I should say. Well, yeah, because like I don't want people to think, oh yeah, I know who the misfits are, like. Yeah, but I always count on you. For your listeners, he every year I write a children's play for our school to perform, our high school to perform, and Alex always provides me with the music. I'll say something like, I need something happy and joyful. And he comes up with these songs and goes through them and finds the stuff that I need. All this music is from video games, and um, he has this vast knowledge of video game music that with only a few words, he can find the perfect music for me every year. It's going to be challenging this next year because it's going to be in China. And we're doing a journey westward with Monkey King and all. So you're going to, you're going to have your job cut out for you on this one. Have an idea. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you stop because... We've run out of too much, and I've advertised my play, so... <laughs> that all, the, like, someone in, like, like, like Georgia could listen to this, and they'll be I, like, oh boy, I'd better go to I, I, Missouri I, somewhere. I anticipate a big audience from Nova Scotia, so... <laughs> all right, well, uh, if you like the BitCast, be sure to follow it on Twitter. You'll know it when you see it, because it's, it's the same name as the show here, the same picture on Podcast One. You can also follow the show on Podcast One website and app. And uh, Happy Father's Day. Yeah, Happy Father's Day. Thank <laughs> you for listening. Listen to BidCast anytime on PodcastOne.com and on the Podcast One app.